Hey everybody, this is Brent Ingersoll and you're listening to the Speaking Of Podcast. Today I am continuing a little mini-series on the Lord's Prayer with my friends and my colleagues and my brothers, uh, Dan Lamus and Anthony Moore. Great conversation, really enjoyed diving in. Hope you do too. Here it is. Check it out. Dan Lamus, Anthony Moore, welcome right. to the show. Brent welcome back. Thank you. Me and my uh, dozens of listeners <laughs> welcome you back. We might have hundreds now, Ron. We might. I think we got hundreds. Look at that. Yeah. Producer Ron. Big time. We are competing with the likes of Rogers, Cable, mm. and PBS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maine. Maine. <laughs> Maine <laughs> public yep. broadcasting. Yep. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Now, we're having fun on this. I'm enjoying this platform. Yeah. enjoying getting to... I mean, the three of us get to chat all the time, but it's cool to to be able to come on here and process things together and, yep. and share the share the mic. So, yeah. well, we have uh, you know we don't have we are committed to nothing on the Speaking of podcast, and one of these times we're just going to speak of something that intentionally alienates most of my audience. Mm-hmm. Where we'll just speak of like, what could we talk about? Like chess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of chess. Speaking um, of chess. What would what would immediately lose the most people? Like like legitimately. Lord of the Rings. Soul. You think? I think Lord of the Rings. Oh man, I'm, I, I, I am here I think, for it. Again, me too. I'm all about it. But I think that from a gen like I guess I I live with a woman who's not Same here. My wife is totally like it's just like as soon as she hears here's Frodo, <laughs> Bilbo, <laughs> Samwise, she it, just she just immediately goes deaf. It really is hard in those moments too. If you have a spouse, like I don't know what Linda thinks of it. Dan, is she? She's actually pretty good with it. She's good yeah. with it. Yeah. See, my, Melanie is the same as Crystal, where yeah. it's just like eye roll immediately. Yeah, and it's very hard to defend. <laughs> like it's elves and orcs it, it, it and all that. Like as soon as I'm like, no, it's really cool. Like it's 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 like real. It's anyway. There's yeah. elves. <laughs> And there's a wizard. And there's yeah. orcs. <laughs> and she just she just looks at me like I can't believe I married yeah, you. Yeah. Like how did you? Uh, it's good thing you didn't leave with that. That's a good. Yeah, thing that's we, right. It's good thing I we found say, out later yeah, that I you will, like this stuff. I will say there's nothing. The word the word specifically orc. <laughs> <laughs> nothing alienates like because elves you can tie it to Christmas Santa Claus. Sure. There's a little bit more in the cookies. In the but where does an ethos, orc fit? But where does an orc? Only one place, <laughs> and that is behind the black wall. <laughs> In Mordor. Oh, in Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. uh, yeah. Well, I think we've answered our question because everybody left. Yep. And here we yeah. are, guys. It's Done. just us. Done. So, no, what we want to do, these are kind of maybe, you know, the intention is that these are shorter episodes. Mm. Who knows? Right. I mean, we, we're driving our own ship here, gentlemen. We can, we can go as long as we want, at least until the... The power goes out, but mm-hmm. we've been doing uh, some talks on a little mini series of blog entries uh, on the Lord's Prayer. And I'll say, since I did that uh, blog series, you know, I've always prayed the Lord's Prayer, at least probably habitually for maybe the last five or six years anyway. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an every day, I'll pray it every day. That's cool. Um, out loud mm-hmm. with, my, with my boys mainly because I drive them to school every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's become a huge lens for my life and it's a it's a real Mm. real gift that jesus gave us so i wrote i made some write-ups and they just kind of there's a little bit of a take and a teaching angle on just breaking down the lord's prayer kind of stanza by stanza and so here's an entry called our father in heaven 
and uh, and I'm gonna read it, and then let's uh, let's kick it around, see what mm-hmm. uh, what what popped out, what we thought is worth uh, worth talking about. So here it is. I think Ron, producer Ron's gonna put some put some beats down. Do you want a beatbox? No, you just do this in post. We'll do it in post. Yeah. All right, you can beatbox though. Kind of. He does. No, it's not bad. Better than most white people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you're yes, and you're like sure. you're as white as it gets. <laughs> Full gi- the the ginger. The, what we, what, yeah. what can we call? What's your what's your MC name gonna be? What should we, what should we call you? Uh, and MC Ginger. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. That's yeah, there it is. MC there it is. Ginger. It's got rhythm, man. The guy, yeah. the guy, r- producer Ron yeah. is a. Sneaky, talented individual who's just everything. Saw everything I uh, he's ever asked to do. He's like, oh wow, you're really good at that. Yeah. Like, so all right, yeah. here we go. This is uh, our Father in Heaven. Cue the music, Ron. <clears throat> uh, let me read the prayer. This then is how you should pray: Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Our Father in heaven. Of all the many places we are prone to misinterpret what Jesus intended in his directives on prayer, this is one of those spots where we are likely to end up in a ditch. When it comes to our understanding of heaven, most of us in the 21st century West envision heaven as a place somewhere else, perhaps even up in the sky with the big guy upstairs, buried somewhere in the hyperbolic imagery that invades our minds that we all think to be somewhat tongue in cheek. There is some semblance of a common belief in heaven that is far off. However, the Jewish concept of heaven, the one Jesus was speaking from is entirely different. In the Jewish mind, heaven is much closer. In fact, many rabbis taught that the first heaven is the air just above your skin. For Jesus and his Jewish contemporaries, heaven wasn't as far away as you and I are prone to think. Heaven was more understood as the reach of God's dominion, which could be anywhere. This means that heaven is an everywhere reality, one that we are able to access because of the life death and resurrection of Jesus. This is why Jesus didn't come announcing, believe in me and you will go far away from here when you die off to heaven one day. He came announcing, repent, aka turn, aka realize that the kingdom of God is at hand. For Jesus, heaven was more about the reach of reality of the presence, power, and authority of God. This is not to say that heaven is not a place. I believe it is. But it's crucial we understand Jesus' intent when he was communicating about heaven. Rome was a place, but it was also a kingdom that reached far beyond the city located in Italy. Think of heaven this way. It's God's kingdom. Okay, well, why is that important? It's important because when we pray our Father in heaven, it's intended to orient our lives in the here and now under the present reality of the kingdom of heaven. This address, this address at the start of the Lord's Prayer wasn't meant as some postage stamp we place on our prayer as it travels across eternity to reach its final destination in God's heavenly abode. When Jesus invites us to pray our Father in heaven, he's inviting us to orient our entire lives rightly with God the Father and his heavenly reality as the starting point for the rest of life. It's an effort to get us to recognize and acknowledge and align with God's kingdom reality in the here and now. 
It's as though he wants us to get first things first as we pray. Jesus invites us to pray to a perfect father in heaven, which is here now. This prayer very quickly aligns us theologically in a way that can truly set us free. Jesus once said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The Lord's prayer is a form of seeking the kingdom first. So today, as you pray, pray to your perfect father in heaven. And as you do, realize he's close. This is not a long distance relationship we have with the almighty. We are invited to a close relationship with a perfect father who happens to be the creator of the universe. When you pray, hear the invitation from Jesus to orient your life in the acknowledgement and constant awareness of God's presence. There is perhaps nothing more powerful and no greater potential than this simple prayer. What would happen if we would keep God the Father front and center in our minds, hearts, and actions throughout our day? May you walk this day in the constant awareness of the presence of your Father in heaven. The kingdom is closer than you think. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's pretty good. It is very I, good. I didn't, I didn't, I not read that. I had never read that. I wrote it. No, that was that, uh, that hits on a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, about, about heaven. What, before I, you know, dictate where we're talking here, what, what popped out to you guys, uh, that sort of left off the page. You're like, you know, that's a, that's a, yep, that's a thing. Well, first to me, it's just the reminder that reality isn't just what your senses can pick up. Like we are so mm-hmm. steeped in the idea that reality is whatever you can touch, mm. you know, whatever your senses can, your physical senses yeah. can deal with. It's that's huge. reality. Yeah. Um, as you're reading that, I just am being reminded that because you use the word reality quite a bit throughout mm-hmm. that article. Um, and it's a, it, so it's just a great wake up call. Hey, you know, um, for most of history, human beings believed reality was beyond Mm. just Mm -hmm. the material and what we can, what we can sense, what our senses can pick up on. And so first of all, that's where I went is that to say that, to say that our father is in heaven, Mm. it keeps him within reality, but you've got to expand your concept of what reality is. Totally. Yeah. We, we put God under, um, well, we try to get him under our control, so he has to come into a reality we understand, or else he's just not legit. Yeah. Instead of realizing, no, he's <laughs> he exists yeah. in a bigger reality than we're used to. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we do get locked into the uh, empirical, you know, or yeah, and it's right. not even fair to say that that uh, you know that spiritual spiritual reality is not empirical it's just we don't understand it you know we don't we can't we don't quantify it scientifically right. yet yeah you know it's interesting i just read a i read um c.s lewis has like a sci-fi trilogy mm-hmm. and not a lot of people know that and i'd never read any of his fiction i just finished the trilogy and it's <laughs> talk about on that nerdy spectrum that yeah. we were just talking about yeah. with lord of the rings which mm-hmm. hopefully ron didn't cut that from the pod you need to keep that in the pod ron um <laughs> but like he in it though there's this whole thing um where the like the the bad guys basically are these like hyper intellects who discover that there are powers and principalities Mm -hmm. and they're like you know you've heard of microbes and we've 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 believed you know 
unanimously that there are invisible, mm -hmm. small little things we call microbes that affect our lives. Well, we've discovered macrobes. And there are <laughs> these other invisible, they're talking about demons and spirits mm -hmm. and angels and that kind of thing. But right. it's like, but you're so right, Dan, in that we, we, we were locked into this, you know, spiritual versus material and that those two yeah. things don't overlap or intersect. And mm -hmm. the biblical reality is, no, everything's, everything's much more integrated than than we would like to think. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think like in, in a similar way, I think it sort of hints at the same thing. Um, I, I guess where I went immediately was the, just that f the geography of it. Um, yeah. Meaning that, you know, I'm here and our heavenly father is somewhere else. And more importantly, he's not here. Yes. Right. And that's, that's, I guess that's the, I guess that's the childhood. That's probably my childhood mm. interpretation of it. And I'm going to throw it out there that I suspect it's a lot of people's interpretation of that. For is sure. That our father in heaven. Great. He's in heaven, but he's not here and mm -hmm. heaven is not here. And right. that's, and I, I create, and no one, no one ever actually told me that, but I created this picture of what that par what that reality looks yeah. like, it's ill ill uh, ill informed, um, but nevertheless, no mm. one actually said that's actually not true because I probably never we probably never talked about it because we all know the Lord's prayer and have said it a uh, hundred thousand times right in yeah. different circumstances right but we never ever actually broke it down and you know actually poke some holes into the reality of, okay, no, actually he's here. Yeah. You may not be aware of it, but it doesn't make him any less here. I, I'd be right? the first to admit, like, and I just, I just said, I pray, I pray this prayer every day. Mm -hmm. There is a gravitational pull for me when I pray those words, mm -hmm. our father in heaven, immediately my default setting wants to go. I'm envisioning God out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. And Jesus intent more was hello, Lord. Yes. Good morning. Right. You know, it was more, yeah. it was more like a, a centering orienting yeah. and it goes with his central message, right? Like mm -hmm. I think I had that statement in there. It said, you know, Jesus didn't come announcing, believe in me and you will go far away from here when you die off to heaven one day. Yes. He came announcing his central message was repent or turn. Yeah. The kingdom yeah. is at hand. Like, yes. Like find heaven here yeah. in and through me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so crucial. Yeah. yeah. The intellect or maybe the rational, maybe that's not the, the great word, but uh, the intellectual way to look at it is it, it is that geographical. It is heaven is there. And Jesus came to say, no, heaven is here. Right. Yeah. Like there is that it's the, the, the spirit would say that heaven is here. Yeah, it's easy to get our wires crossed, though, because mm -hmm. it is true. And I, I, did, I did indicate, like, you know, Rome was a place, mm -hmm. but Rome was also a dominion. Yeah. And, and it is true as well. I do believe that there is a place where uh, angels, like, there, like there, is a, there is a throne room. There is a space. Mm -hmm. There is a place where, like, the Bible does say, you know, if you, like, to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. we can get into time and all that kind of stuff here, but, like, I, it does seem like the, like Jesus himself was was fairly insistent upon believing that when you die in the body, like remember with the thief on the cross, he's like, mm -hmm. today you'll be with me in paradise. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think he meant like, you know, 
you're going to think it's today, but really you're going to die and you're going to wake up and it's going to be in 4,000 years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think, yeah. I think he meant today. I think yeah. he meant a yeah. place. Um, but we have a hard time separating those two things. And we have a hard time yeah. like reminding ourselves that God's omnipresent and his mm-hmm. kingdom is omnipresent mm-hmm. and it's, and we're supposed to orient our lives under the now reality of his presence and his will here on earth and not just as some destination or some destiny out there. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, this conversation, my mind's just, there's a million ways. <laughs> <we can> go. <laughs> just, I know. I'm yeah. just, I'm just flying here, but I'm, but I'm in awe of the wonder of You're life. Cloud nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, but life itself, like what a, what a crazy, like it's, it's easier to see a tame God if I can mm-hmm. locate him in heaven far away. Because part of that, I feel like he wouldn't want to be here, right? Because it's so weird. Wow. Like life on Earth is so weird. Yeah, clearly you can't and be involved in this. No, God would not yeah, want to be into this mess. Yeah. Huge. And you're then, like but you're blowing my mind talking about heaven being all around us and that near. I'm like, yeah. oh my soul, God is here, and he's he's uh, his his patience and his perseverance with the mess of our lives mm. blows my mind right yeah like that he is that amazing that he can stay in the midst of all of this mm-hmm. and still still remain that one who can be in that pristine place we want to so, say is heaven and he is he is there but he's also here in the midst of the chaos yeah. actually for all we know loving it mm-hmm. right like we uh, we we uh loving it as in what he the potential of what he sees of what life can be yes. yes the other part of it that grabs me is i'm i'm only responsible to show up in this day in the place where i live right and take the awesomeness of heaven mm-hmm. and do something like write a great sentence in great penmanship like like it, somehow it matters if i'm going to write you a note that i write write it well and so you can read it and hand it to you. Somehow heaven is involved in the intricacy of our life. Like Yeah, and like, he's interested in let me let me jump on that. Yeah. He's interested in um if heaven is his dominion, he's interested in you and I yielding our dominion yes. to his dominion. Yes. yes. That that's it. Like yeah. that I can write you a note that makes sense and is creative and it's legible. Right. He wants me to surrender that to him. Yes. Yeah. That matters somehow to the big expanse of, of the wonder of life. Yes. I don't know if I'm getting totally, too weird totally. here, but no. it's, yeah. it's like That's heaven it. somehow is in all of that, which I'll say one little last thing and then I'll be quiet for a second, is that, that, that thing in scripture that says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've, I saw that for a long time, time in my life as a measure or a test or a burden to bear. Instead of seeing it as a blessing, mm-hmm. as right. a human being, you get to do everything you do in the name of the Lord yes. Jesus, giving thanks yeah. to the Father through him. It's a blessing. So I can write you this note and say, I'm actually doing that as part of God's creativity somehow. This is awesome. Right. right. And mm-hmm. brings meaning. I think, I think you're hitting on something huge that maybe, maybe we need to pull on a little bit. And that is like, maybe what gets us tripped up is... Like there's like a, there's like a theological root. Um, it's not just that we, we undersell like, like where 
heaven is or how heaven itself, God's dominion plays itself out. Mm -hmm. But even what you were speaking to Dan about like God's desire to see his dominion fleshed out through us goes right back to like foundational theology framing our minds. And you go back to Genesis chapter one, when God, the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth, he created the seas, the skies, the, all of it. And then he made man and woman he made them in his image and then he, he commissioned them yep. and he said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it or have mm-hmm. dominion, have dominion over it. Yep. Um, subdue though, like the dominion thing implies, and this is where, this is where like, I think subtly, you know, whether we've been taught or the deceived or what have you, most of us envision like Genesis one and two as a complete project. Yeah. Right. Like That's when right. God created yeah. everything that yeah. it was done. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and it just said, it just said when like God finished his work yeah. is what it said. Right. Yeah. But it didn't say that he, that the work was finished. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's a crucial piece that yeah. like God's plan from the beginning was actually to exercise his dominion through his little creations yes. and through the, the creations that For bear sure. his image. And so like, mm-hmm. and that's why it's important. Like even uh, this has just been something that shifted in my, my mind the last handful of years. When you read about the Garden of Eden, like I think we picture the earth in Genesis as like this garden planet. Right. Mm. But that's not what it says. It says, and mm. the Lord made a garden and put the man and the woman in it. In the, yeah. yeah, that's right. And so like that was, that was the kingdom of God on earth at that time. Right. Right. Was in that garden. Yep. And the man and the woman were in perfect union with God within that, within that space. Yes. But the, the goal was to multiply and fill the earth, right? right? Like it was Correct. a limited yep. space. And yep. that's, I mean, maybe we're nerding out here. Maybe we've lost our, our, our people listening, mm. but like <laughs> for me, that's a crucial shift in right. that if I, because f- then if I, if I can think about how like the Lord was up for incomplete from the fir- from the beginning. Yeah. Right. And so, like, cause that's, so that's why like I have such a hard time thinking about what you said, Dan, about like, man, we have a real hard time thinking that God would want to be involved in this. Yes. Right. Cause it's messy. Right. It's painful. There's ups and downs and wins and losses yeah. and, wow. and things push back and the earth, yeah. the, the earth, it's got to be subdued. And yeah. God's like, wow. sure. God's like, yeah. So, yeah. so God might be saying back to us, I having a hard time getting my head around the fact that you guys are so blind to this. For real. Like, yeah. We're going, yeah. how could you want to be here? And God goes. Yeah. How could you completely miss the fact that this is what it's about? Yeah. I'm getting all excited let me, here. Let me, <laughs> maybe maybe we can say it like that because there's there's almost like a, there's almost I don't even, I have no idea what this book actually means, but this there's a there there's almost like there's a reality and I would say like a paradise lost, right? There's almost like we're trying to get back to something that we're actually not supposed to try and get back to. Yeah, if right? we're trying to re mm. to resurrect, like return the to, Garden of yes. Eden. The Lord's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to fill the earth and subdue it under my dominion yes. and authority. And you're yeah. going to do it in my image. Right. I'm so glorious and so awesome that I made little, little ones that are like me yes. that are going to actually exact my will the way I mm-hmm. would do it. And I'm yeah. going to give them the freedom to not, mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and then, yeah. you know, I'm just getting, I'm just getting excited here. This is, <laughs> this is, but like yeah. Jesus, that's, that's what Jesus did. He restored like the great commission yes. is the restoration of the original commission on humanity. Yes. Yep. And Jesus being the the first of the new creation, mm-hmm. the new and the true Adam mm-hmm. who yeah. didn't who didn't fail to sin. And then when he mm-hmm. says to us, 
you know, you have, as you've come to me, you have become, you have become new creation, you know, and he says, go into all the earth Mm -hmm. and make disciples. What's that? That's back to like the, God just wants to exact his dominion in, in our little, our dominion, make disciples Mm -hmm. of all nations. Mm -hmm. Like that's, yeah, that's it. That's that's what he's after. And I mean, we could nerd out and like, where does, where does this go? Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, yeah. A million years from now, like what, like what, what, what has the people of God cultivated? Right. Well, it is, it is pretty amazing when the God uh, of all eternity, mm-hmm. you know, past, present, future gave a revelation to John. He didn't like, it didn't wrap up with John describing some world that you'd never recognize. Right. No, he that's, described that's right. a yeah. city with that was a garden, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a river flowing in the middle of the city with trees, you know, you had and you you have this like it's yeah. again it's a nature filled like a like all of the earthly realities in a glorious state. Mm-hmm. This is the way the the book the Bible ends, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like the great yep. beginning when you think about it. People think of mm. the revelation as the end of the world. And no, we're like, no, wait a second. Totally. Yeah. It's the beginning of the age to it's come. The, it's the reset, yeah. relaunch right. to the next yeah. age. Yeah. And so it's, For it's sure. He, like, John's not trying to describe something that earthlings wouldn't be familiar with. He's mm. describing something that, whoa, that's surprisingly familiar. Yeah. Trees mm-hmm. and there's fruit that grows every month. And yep. And it's for healing. Like those things were like, yeah, we all understand that. Yeah. And so it, it is intriguing that, he, you know, he's like the future is actually, it is familiar, but it's filled with such glory and it's beyond right. our imagination. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's amazing. Good stuff. Yeah, I think that I'm just going to chime in on something too. And just, you might've hit, Brent, you might've hit on it a little bit, but there's something about, uh, the way that we would look at Eden as completion or perfection that actually has a way of diminishing what the cross did, like the, like in the, in the narrative, in the story, like the, the, the power of the cross, because it's like, and especially diminishing, like we have Eden in the sort of over macro, whatever timeline, we have Eden, we have the fall of man, we have the cross, and then we have the world we live in now. And for us to, to, to actually look at even the paradigm that we are now as a sort of a lesser reality than even, yeah you know, that short circuits what actually the mm-hmm. cross did. Totally. It I, actually I, I got you. Sh- short circuits with the power of the cross. Mm-hmm. If we look back to Eden as some kind of perfection or completion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like... It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a pitfall that believers can fall into. Totally. Right. To see, to see the cross as like some cosmic backup plan. Right. Is a problem. Yes. Like, and, and the only way I can think, and I'm sure there's way more brilliant theological minds that have fleshed this out. And, and then there's what's actual too beyond what we can understand. But like the way I think about it is, you know, you have in, in the garden, you have the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that's, that's what got us hung up basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, and then the cross though, like, like they were free, they were free in the garden of Eden to, mm-hmm. to be obedient or not. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and God had alignment with them up until the point where they disobeyed and they, they ate. 
Right. Um, but what God didn't have, I guess, at some level is uh, the the choice, like that that the human beings had made the choice, like they tasted the bad fruit, mm-hmm. and they made the choice when they came to the the other tree, the the cross. Mm-hmm. Like that's the ultimate. Like the Lord knows when you come to the cross, He has your heart. Yeah, right. Like to me, like that's what that's about. It's like it's the only way that God could get beings who will be submissive and obedient to him in the place of love, not out of some fear or obligation or, Mm -hmm. okay, if I come, if I, if I don't eat the fruit, will you let me stay in the garden? And like, like, but I don't really love you. And like, you can't force love. Right. And like, and, and Mm -hmm. up in, and God knew that God, that's why it says that, that Christ was slain before the foundations of the earth. Like he knew before I create this thing, I'm going to have to do something to win their hearts. Yes. Because if they, if I don't have their hearts, they're going to be sunk and we're going to, we're not going to be aligned. And if we're not aligned, they cannot live. Mm -hmm. So what can win their hearts? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, this is, this is the only way, you know, like it's, it's wild to think about like that. Yeah, it is. God, God was not like, you know, I, 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 we can get way into like open theism and all this. How much does God know mm-hmm. or choose to know? And all, I don't think it's even helpful. What I do know is this. God was not surprised at any point by Correct. sin entering the story the way it has. Correct. You know, I, I don't think like I don't think humans had to sin. Mm-hmm. I don't I refuse to believe that, too. But I know I know that the cross was the plan from day one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a backup plan. It was like, a, oh, you know. They didn't sin, and the Lord was like, "Oh crap! Now what?" Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to die for you now. Yeah. So, like, like that was a that was the plan, mm-hmm. like from the beginning. Mm. So there's gonna be there's gonna be a third tree, and yep. it's gonna be where the tree of knowledge of good and evil intersects with the tree of life. Mm. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful. Beautiful. Unreal. Yep. Well, guys, I'm trying to keep these short. And uh, we've got we've got a bunch more of these to do, so this might be one of the shorter pods. I don't know. Before we get off into uh, into the universe and talking about the cultivation of the stars, yeah. which we I mean we might we might as well. But yeah. no, I man, I I I've, I dream about that a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. I love the space stuff. I love what Elon Musk is doing. I love talk of Mars and all that stuff. Yeah, and I think the Lord put that in us. Mm. Oh yeah, me too. It's in us. I really do. Yeah. yeah, I think it's imp- just maybe in landing the plane a little bit. I think it's important. Or taking off. Or, the or re- yeah. uh, I, the airport's I, a little busy right <laughs> now, so we may. I think I think just that, that we understand the way I sort of look at it is that how I wrap my mind around the, even just the reality of heaven. It is heaven is where he is, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like there is, there is t- and I don't look at it more as a obviously as we've been talking about it's not just a geographical location for me although there is a multi-dimensional aspect to it for sure it's also dan when i see you be generous right or when Mm -hmm. i see you love and i see you sacrifice or if i see somebody be obedient to the lord or act in humility like there is that element of like i see heaven in them and i see i see the kingdom of god I see heaven taking ground in those people, right? And that's what I I guess I pray. I prayed this prayer and still do, you know, um, a number of years ago. It sort of became 
part of the rhythm of how I pray is that, Lord, let me see what you're up to and let me see what you're, what you're doing in that scripture verse from John where Jesus is talking about, I only do what I see my father doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's my prayer. And when I do that, I see that spark in people and I see that thing that somehow just hits me there. It could be through a song. It could be through a tear. It could be through uh, an act of courage, boldness, vulnerability, you know, we were even talking about some of those things today um, that I see that is a sign that heaven is, is at work in you. Mm. It's not just a geographical, but it's very much takes up the space of who we are as people. And I see it at work and it's taking ground in that area and it, it bears fruit and it grows somehow. I guess, but I guess to come back to it, it is the, the, that heaven is where he is mm. and there's life and there's perfection and there's fruitfulness and there's goodness where he is. Yeah. And to be, and yeah. to be looking for that. I think that's such a yeah. key, critical thing. Like what a, what a, what a thing that Jesus would pray. I mm. only do, or I say, I say, only yeah. do what I see my father do. I don't think yeah. he, I don't think he meant that in some like generic, right. You mm-hmm. know, well, if I see my father, you know, my, you know, I think he literally meant mm-hmm. like, you know, Neo in the matrix, I'm seeing different stuff than right. y'all are seeing. Yes. And I can actually see, yeah. where he's leading and I see what he, what he's wanting to do yes. like in real time and yeah. space. Yeah. It's not just some other, you know, I got to envision what my father's up to. No, I think he no. really meant I see him leading me this way. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge. Well, thanks guys. Yeah. Uh, we will, uh, we will do this. We got, we got more of these. We're going to, we're going to do, we, we were only in the first few of the Lord's prayer series. So I appreciate, uh, appreciate you jumping in today. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks everybody. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. We'll see you next time. And hey, you know what? It really helps us when you leave a review or you share it. So I'd sure appreciate if you gave us just some some kind feedback or maybe you shared this for someone else to help us get beyond the dozens, maybe the hundreds, maybe someday thousands of listeners. Who knows? But hey, if not, have a great day, folks. We'll see you next time.